I'm Chad Rutherman's. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket, the work of a nation, the center of intelligence. Today, we're going to be talking about jazz punk, uh, a game that was developed by the one, some hard-to-read stuff here, Necrophone Games, published by Adult Swim Games, and was released in 2014 on Windows, OS X, Linux, and PS4. But first, if you can give us a like or a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. So, Jazz Punk is a 3D adventure game uh, where you play as a debatably robot human character Mm -hmm. who is sent on spy missions that you get to by taking medication. (laughs) I think that's the genre (laughs) Yeah, one one of the most, if not the most, Adult Swim games game ever. Yeah, and also consider the release date of 2014. Mm-hmm. I think just should be sort of a constant running theme in the back of your head the whole time that you listen to this podcast. Um, yeah, it's interesting, because it, it builds itself as being a comedy game. Uh, it is a game that does not take itself very seriously, and a game that does... Uh, things, just general stuff mm-hmm. uh, that are out of the ordinary in order to shock or surprise the player. Uh, sometimes to get a laugh, other times more like gross out. Uh, and it's really interesting to play this game now because it's a game that I was recommended when it released uh, and then to not play it for seven years mm-hmm. Uh, makes this a really unusual experience. This feels like we've described other games as in the past, as kind of a time capsule for this period. I don't know if that if you agree or if you, that even makes sense. I don't really. Good. Um, I don't think you're wrong um, to perceive it that way. It's just not something that ever crossed my mind while playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the humor just felt very... I don't know, like... It was... It felt like its own thing. It didn't feel like it was specifically reminding of, like, an era of humor or anything. Sure. I mean, I don't think it's the... It's not the kind of joke Like Time Splitters. Right. Which is a, a game that you can, yeah, you can feel, like, the early 2000s-ness of it when you play it. Yeah. It's more like the subject matter to me. Mm. This is a game that is, like, pretty, like, distrustful of technology and makes a lot of jokes at the expense of... Uh, weird subjects to be making fun of. Like, I mean, I understand that it is a, it's like a an espionage spoof. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this sort of like bureaucratic distrustfulness and like the the whole communist party thing and all the stuff with the uh like the 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 re- the sushi restaurant in the like Brazil esque. Uh, like cyberpunk town that you go to mm-hmm. it all feels like kind of dated to me like it, the references they're making even though they aren't too specific works mm-hmm. all feel like references to tropes that haven't really been in vogue for about a decade or more uh, which is a weird it's just that's how it mm-hmm. struck me I feel like if I had played this at the time or more likely if I had played it a couple years before it came out uh, which wouldn't have been possible. Uh-huh. I would have been at the age where I thought this game was incredible. Like, the kind of thing that I absolutely am there for. Yeah. Uh, but because I played it now, it feels dated, it feels old, and it feels like it's not saying as much as it could be. 
I mean, that's fair, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely was not thinking about it through that kind of lens, I guess. Um, yeah, it, a lot of that stuff just kind of felt like genre tropes that it was poking fun at, unless, like, things that were in the zeitgeist at the time. Sure. No, um, I don't which think... It, but I think you're right, though. I do think th- that would have been more, like... Would have felt like it made a little bit more, like, sense... Uh, as like a pop cultural product, <laughs> yeah. At the time, yeah, of of twenty fourteen, yeah, yeah. It, it's it is weird that way. I think because there are things that I do still really like about this game. Uh, it's just that I feel like a lot of the jokes, except for the very general ones, a lot of them didn't really land mm. in the same way. Uh, we just talked about uh, Shadows Over Loathing, which has a bit where you have to like get a form signed. That takes forever, and it is a follow-up to West of Loathing, which he's also talked about, that has a similar, like, bureaucratic nonsense kind of joke. And I feel like that's very prevalent in here. There's a lot of, uh, oh, like, well, because of these series of technicalities, you can solve the puzzle by changing the time to noon, and everyone will take a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's that kind of thing that, like... That rubbed me, not the wrong way, just, mm-hmm. like, in a way that made me, in a <laughs> recollecting way. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of the humor, though, like, you bring up uh, Shadows Over Loathing, which I think is an interesting comparison, because I think, no question, a much more cleverly written and funny game yeah. than this. But, like, this game made me laugh out loud a couple of times, mm-hmm. and that's super rare for me. Yeah. Like, I know that, like, I'll hear you playing a game in, like, the living room, uh, or in your room uh, while I'm working or something, and I'll think not to myself that that's weird or anything, but like, because uh, it's a very normal thing to do. But like, I'm just remember thinking like, I that's interesting because I so rarely laugh out loud when I'm by myself. Like right. you take this social element out, and I usually it's hard to make me laugh out loud. I guess is all I'm trying to say. And this game managed to, and I don't really know why. Yeah, but I laughed out loud a couple of times. <laughs> I mean, I think a couple of the things that this game does are just that unexpected. There are things that catch you like off... Like absurd. Yeah. yeah. There are things that catch you off guard because they aren't the kind of things that you expect to occur in a game, I guess. Um, and it really does. It takes full advantage of the medium in, in terms of, like, the the fact that there are a lot of punchlines that are things that you have to, like... To, to initiate mm-hmm. like just this is the first thing that came to mind this definitely is not something that made me laugh out loud uh but the, you get it you get pigeon pheromone if you complete a side quest mm. and you can use it to spray people and when you do pigeons poop on them it's not like it doesn't do anything but you're given an item and the player has to decide like oh now i'm gonna go spray somebody with this and mm. it has like something prepared for it the game itself's really short. Uh, you finished it even faster than I did, but I spent like two and a half ish hours on this, mm-hmm. uh, and it's very small. But it has a lot of detail in those areas, uh, which I think helps helps it find the humor where there might not be some. Yeah, one of the things that got me is just like there's a part where you go to like a resort, and if you're on the beach, there's a turtle. If you interact with the turtle, you just, uh, like a trumpet is like, and you just throw a red headband, two sigh, and a pizza, 
Sai is in like the ninja weapon. Right. Um, and a pizza at it, like, you know, because Ninja Turtle joke. And there's no context, no setup, no anything. Yeah. But it's like so unexpected that it made me laugh. Yeah, it's got stuff. Um, like a lot of stuff. Did you do the uh, metal detecting while you were yeah. on the beach? Yeah. Lots of just like little visual gags. And the trumpet sound, I gotta call out. This game is weirdly full of like just old cartoon noises. Uh, that like pretty much any foley that's done in the game is in some way like a weird Looney Tunes color. Like it would feel at home at like the on the Adam West Batman show. Yeah, there was um in the cyberpunk or not cyberpunk, but like steampunk or whatever city. Uh huh. Um, there's like a van. There's like a sound effect that plays when you're near it that. I know, I've heard in another game, and I cannot think of what it was, but it was driving me nuts while I was playing. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's there was liberal sound library <laughs> usage. Yeah. Also, some, very early in the game, you can walk across one of those little bridges that goes over the street, mm-hmm. and there's just someone there, and if you bump into them, they fly, fly off, off of it into the Wilhelm scream. Mm-hmm. And it's the only instance of it, which is good. If you use the this is a message to anyone <laughs> making anything. If you use the Wilhelm scream, you use it one time, that's your allotted number of Wilhelm screams you're allowed. Yeah. Uh, and have it still be good. And it was good here. Uh, because, like you said, it's very unexpected. Um, do we want to talk about what you actually do in the game? It's it's almost kind of hard to describe. Yeah. Uh, but I think it kind of brings it itself... It, it, it makes the, the comedy more present because of just sort of how mundane everything that you do is. Yeah, there's like a you you're you play it's in first person, you play as like a naive, I guess, just kind of uh pawn. Yeah. <laughs> uh you you're given these missions to go on and then you're given the pills to take that send you to the missions. Uh and yeah, you you're like a spy essentially and you have to like usually infiltrate a place and get a thing. Yeah. Um and I do think it does a good job of like giving you like an uncanny feeling um it like you have the little like cardboard cut out hands that come into the screen which gave it kind of like a psychonauts like clairvoyance sort of thing yeah um it very well the sound that comes out of that van might be it could be a psychonaut sound but um and um it also kind of made me think of we happy few Okay. Yeah. I've never played that game, but I was like, this kind of, I feel like this game is giving me, Jazz Punk is giving me like feelings that I feel like that game is probably supposed to while you're playing it. Like you kind of feel like an imposter at all times. Yeah. Like the world, and it also kind of feels like you don't know who else might also be like some kind of weird person who isn't what they seem. Right. Yeah. And the, the setup of the game being this like, espionage thing where you're an agent of some kind of agency uh is like aids in that it makes you primed to think about like is everyone the person that they say they are they fucking counter spies you know like Mm -hmm. is there somebody out there trying to get me uh and it in fact plays into the the meager plot of the game (laughs) yeah uh good chance (laughs) I'm bringing it back. Uh, yeah, so the actual things that you do, though, are very 
classic early 3D adventure game, indie game stuff. Mm -hmm. I I feel like we haven't talked about a ton of these games, but they were sort of a boom in this era. We did talk about Only If, which is actually probably the closest mechanical comparison to this. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can move, jump, and interact, and you have an inventory system that you cycle through with the mouse wheel. Um, That is pretty much it. There are a couple of like little mini games in it that have a few different controls. Uh, but for the most part, it all follows that that basic thing. And so you're playing this game and you're given very abstract objectives. Uh, infiltrate the whatever the Soviet uh, consulate mm-hmm. and steal some data from them. And you just have to kind of go about figuring out how to do that. Uh, and if you do, like, if you know how to do it, the level takes about five seconds because you just set it to noon, ride up the elevator, jump out, go into the computer world and then leave. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much all that it takes. Uh, but it's, it's this big sandbox set up around it Mm -hmm. with like little mini quests and stuff like that. So the game is very like, I guess, self-directed. The player has to figure stuff out and there's a lot to distract you. Yeah, it's like it's almost like they kind of contrast each other. It's like you're given an objective to do a specific thing in a context where, like, if you were actually a spy, you wouldn't want to dick around. Right. <laughs> but, it, it, like, the video game, a lot of, like, the fun of it is, like, there's all this weird stuff that you can interact with. And it's, like, that's a big part of, like, what's uh, fun about it. It's just, like, seeing what, what weird shit is in the world. Right. And there's a good amount of weird shit. Yeah. Uh, you can watch a film, mm-hmm. which is a, a weird advertisement <laughs> for a toy that you attach to your head and spin your head around. Uh, and this is just this just plays on loop in the theater if you choose to go in. Mm-hmm. I never did. Oh, okay. I went over there, but I just kind of assumed you couldn't go in. No, you have to talk to the guy... Like the guy selling tickets mm-hmm. at admission, and then you go in and you're in first person perspective, but you have a cigar, uh, and that annoys people. And then you can eat popcorn, which flings it all over the theater. Mm. Uh, and there's like one other gag about that, but it just plays this old black and white footage of a weird toy advertisement that goes on for like a minute and a half, uh, while you irritate everyone else in the theater, and then it then you just leave, uh. And it's, it, I don't know, it's it's weird, it's unexpected, it did make me laugh, mm-hmm. uh, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you go in expecting, like, oh, maybe this will be the thing that somehow relates yeah. to the quest I'm supposed to do, uh, and it doesn't at all, and that's like 90% of everything in the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, like, when I first started it out, like, I, I, lo- I, walked everywhere except up to the building because i was like this seems like the kind of game where the uh the the uh the go like the way to proceed isn't just going to be to walk in and do what's obvious right um but i i i tried several doors though and none of them like led anywhere so then i did end up going to the building and i guess i could have gone into the movie theater didn't figure that out okay yeah, movie but um yeah like my favorite area is the like blade runner city yeah um, cause I, there's something about it. I feel like you you have the Blade Runner side quest to find the real replicants, <laughs> which also ties into like the whole uncanniness. Um, cause there are literal replicants that aren't 
people people who aren't who they say they are. I did not get that side quest. So oh, really? Just didn't find it. Oh yeah, the um, it's like on a side street. Like you go into like a little nook, and there's like a guy, and there's like a pretty funny gag where after you do it, he tells you to retire the the replicants, uh-huh. and you like give them a retirement party. Uh-huh. And then when you go back to him, he's like, I meant to kill them, not to, like, you know, yeah. throw them a party or whatever. And he's like, turn in your badge. Now turn in your gun. Now turn in your other gun. Now turn in your gun badge. Turn in your badge gun. And he just, like, keeps going on and on with all this stuff. And every time you hit A or whatever the interact button is he's, like, toss on PC, stuff. you just keep throwing shit on the desk. It's pretty good. That's that is good. I got sidetracked in that level by the simulated bank robbery. I don't know if you did that mm. one. I didn't find that. Yeah, you like go into another sort of like pocket dimension. It's like through <laughs> a computer, uh, and you plan a heist on a bank, but it's like a cyber bank. So you like create malware, or as they call it, sneezeware. Mm. You gotta like suck up germs and spit it out of people. It's weird. It's it's real strange for whatever reason. But uh yeah, there's a lot that's what I'm talking about. There's like so it's much pretty, stuff. It's very dense. Did you wrestle the Hulk Hogan guy? I can't say that I did Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow way more stuff in this game than it seemed like even. Yeah. Um yeah. There's like up on the rooftops. There's like an area you could go up onto like an upper level. And it was just like you round a corner and he just like falls out of a wall and he's like, Hey brother, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then it teleports you to like a wrestling ring and you, you wrestle him. I did go up to the rooftops at some point. Yeah. But it was, it was after I had gotten the, the wet wear, mm. uh, and just ran back. I ran into the, the praying mantis yeah. that used that guy's head though. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's something about the city setup. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, if it's just like video game geometry, like setting up basically little hallways, you know, like city streets Yeah, allows it to like feel like, I don't know. It just feels more like dense. Like there was more stuff to do in it. Um, and like lively. And obviously there was a lot yeah. of stuff to do in, in a way that didn't work quite as well. Like I always found like the hotel afterwards felt mysterious um, but that's kind of like, might've just been the setup of like how you're being watched and followed, mm-hmm. made it feel like I didn't know what was going on. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like all, none of the other places quite fit this game as well as that city did. I agree. And I think that the, the name jazz punk, right? Like the thing that it's trying to imply is like a... It's a genre that is doing sort of its own thing. That's why it's jazz, because it's mm-hmm. experimental, improvised. Yeah. improvised, yeah. But it, it that name, Jazz Punk, to me, sets it up to be sort of a cyberpunky. That's like what I imagine is like mm-hmm. a sort of that sort of a, a genre. So the city also fits that theme the best as well. Um the intro to this game, like the little intro cinematic, I think is incredible at setting the tone. Uh, it's like this very uh, eclectic sort of... You really just have to watch it. It's stylized like a spy movie intro, but with all of this like just weird shit in it. There's a bunch of like emphasis on Japanese characters for whatever reason. 
Uh, it feels very Blade Runner. Yeah. So there's like a lot of things that sort of set up the tone, but I still went in going like, why am I just in a park? Yeah. It's kind of weird. Then you get like a remote that zaps pigeons, and I'm like, okay, well, never mind. This makes a little more sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I agree with you. I think the city did feel like the most... Uh, I don't know, expansive, the most interesting location. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did you play the, uh, I think it was called, like, Wedding Cake? Or, oh, yeah, I played Wedding yeah. Cake. Yeah. I thought that was such a great little, like, slice of, like, that kind of time splitters or whatever kind of shooter. Um, like, old shooter. I, I don't know, it felt like it, it captured it so well. Even though I'm not even as familiar with those types of game, but I'm like, I know exactly what this is like right. spoofing. Yeah. It's amazing, honestly, that it like works as well as it does, too. Like, it's, it, uh, I didn't try playing it with multiple players. Me neither. I don't know how it would do that if you had like multiple, you had to have multiple inputs hooked up. Yeah. Um, but it is very amusing to load in and, and have like, like, even, like, I now know the differences in the weapons, because I played it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just interesting. They, and, and there are several mini games like that. Uh, and the one, I think, probably my hardest laugh in the game is related to one of those mini games, And it is, uh, for me, the Street Fighter 2 beating up a car bonus game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you I didn't it. find that one. That's in the, in the resort level. There's, like, a car with a... Uh, you can interact with the hood, mm. and it pops open, and there's a computer in it, and you play uh, a game, and it's, like, Polly Blank versus an old sedan, and you just punch the shit out of the car, <laughs> and it explodes, like, in the the in the Street Fighter 2 minigame. Uh, and at the end, because the car physically can't do damage to you... Uh, if you win, it's just like, it has the fucking announcer voice that's like, perfect, which is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was hysterical. They have so many of these, like, little diversions that just work out so well. Uh, so one of the mini games that didn't work out so well, uh, <laughs> was the mini golf. Yeah. In my opinion. Uh, I was sitting there on the first hole of the mini golf game that you had to do against the, uh the antagonist and i was hitting the ball all over the place <laughs> like i probably hit it like 30 times and got nowhere near the hole or flew right over the hole but and i had to get up and walk into the other room and ask chad how it worked <laughs> i feel like it's so unintuitive it is uh yeah it's stupid and i think it's this is older right like 2014 mm-hmm uh, but we very recently played uh, fucking Curse to Golf. And yeah. we've been playing golf with your friends. And so there's all these different golf things in our heads now. We've been poisoned with golf. <laughs> that when it asked us to golf with a pool cue in this game, I didn't know what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the, it, I, it was, it's a lot easier to figure out if you're using, uh, a mouse, but at the same time, like, I guess it doesn't matter very much because the result of those games doesn't matter, but mm. it is interesting that they just gave you a fully new control set and said, good luck. <laughs> and then did it as weird as they did. Yeah. I don't know if it, 
if it's just me, but like I found that so unintuitive mm-hmm. that like I don't. It felt like I was doing something wrong, or like it was like it was supposed to be like that, and it was if I after enough time passed, it was gonna like be like, haha, you fool. Um, or I don't know, like he was cheating or something somehow. Well, he was. Cheating, well, yeah, but, but like in even, a different yeah, way. Yeah, even more so. It, it don't know. It just felt so weird it, that it, I feel it almost feels like it has to be intentional, right? That it like controls as awkwardly as it does. Yeah, I uh, I feel honestly kind of the same about the other mini game that you play, which is the. Uh, the volleyball one. Oh yeah, maybe the tennis. That however. one wasn't that bad. I didn't think. I don't even know how the player scores a point because oh, I yeah. didn't. And then I <laughs> really? did the practice one for like eight minutes and went. No, I don't. They just returned every hit that I sent. Mm. So like I could volley back and forth, but it would just it would either I would lose or <laughs> it never ended. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, how to I do lost. It. Only by one point. Yeah. Well, I didn't lose because I hit him with the chair. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I only go. played against the guy for like two points, and I was like, I don't get this, and so I smacked him. Okay. Uh, and moved on. But yeah, I didn't. I did not. That didn't click with me at all. Uh, and neither did the thing. Honestly, this game is very short. I also feel like it might go on a little bit too long. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we could talk about that. Well, maybe right now. Do you have any other <laughs> mini game discussion? Um, no, I don't think anything on specific mini games. I just, but like my notes are like all fucking over the place. So, <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of game this is. Yeah. So we can just talk about whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the fact that this game has, like, kind of a narrative. Um, it's not the game is not about the narrative. It's about like the moment to moment stuff. But there is character work in the game. There is your character, Polly Blank, the commissioner, uh, whatever his name is. Or the director. The director. Yeah. uh, Who gives you the missions. And then the villain character, whose name I don't remember. Me neither. Uh, And the, (laughs) there's like, the villain character does not make an appearance until the next to last scene of the game, uh, you like show up, swap briefcases with him, and then someone poisons you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually you go to try and to go to, he kidnaps the director and you go and rescue him. Mm-hmm. Um, I say it's a narrative. It's more just like an excuse for additional tropes in the spy genre. Yeah. Uh, where you sneak in pretending to be an exterminator. Uh, which is another mini game. Also, there's Fruit Ninja in the game, <laughs> mm. uh, so lots of that stuff as well. Uh, and it's interesting to me because I, I feel like the they bring in this antagonist character who poisons you, and then it doesn't do anything with you. It just is like an excuse to move it to nighttime in the same area. <laughs> mm. uh, and then when you go do the the thing at his house, it, it's there's so much stuff around but you don't have to really do any of it uh and i found that to be really weird like it it (laughs) felt like it was just another little sandbox and then just suddenly it was back on track to finish the game Mm -hmm. i don't know i think that the last level was paced in such a strange way to me 
that I was beyond like the let's just experiment for experimentation's sake and more I wanted to to move things into the next zone and not just hang out in an apartment. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I can't say that I relate, but much like the discussion at the beginning, uh, I, I can't say like I think that you're wrong or I don't see where you're coming from. Like uh-huh. uh, I think yeah, the game is so short, right? And seems so clearly not to be about its narrative that I didn't even really think about it. Like as soon as I got there, I was just like, "All right, like let's mess around with everything." Yeah. Just like the whole rest of the game, mm-hmm. uh, and then whatever plot is there will happen. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I, I mean, I do agree to an extent that like the narrative and the gameplay aren't like integrated at all right um and um yeah i don't know i don't know how i feel about it really because like i did find myself like not like engaged but like i liked the stuff i found myself liking the story even though it feels very inconsequential um and like i feel like a lot of games that like clearly like don't care about their story deliver a worse one than this So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to feel about it. Like, I just, I feel like this game is very much just like a experience that I experienced. <laughs> it sure was, though. Yeah, I, I, I had, didn't really have any, like, thoughts or criticisms about its story, personally. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I don't even necessarily think my criticism is about the story itself. Because, yeah, or, or the pacing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mine was more of the pacing. Yeah. It's just, like, because you get to that ending sequence and you want to be doing sort of finale-type stuff, and they're like, do you want to play Twister for a minute? Like, some of the jokes are still funny. Mm-hmm. I liked the person, the non-person, the stack of objects pretending to shower was a good gag. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad it was in there. I liked the crane game that you could pull all the fish out of the tank uh, and there's a barrel of oil at the bottom of it. Uh, but to me, it was just sort of like... <laughs> more stuff mm-hmm. and it wasn't drastically different enough like the other stuff was the novelty had worn off mm-hmm. and i wanted to get more novelty out of the game which it does provide but you just have to fuck around for a little bit yeah uh the narrative itself like i don't think the game cares and yeah. i don't care so it's definitely not a criticism of that it's that's not what we sign up for when you play jazz fine yeah uh so i guess some just some random stuff i have written down uh there's a part where you have to kill a mechanical pig yes and then roast it there's a qr code on it it's a functioning qr code that you can scan yep and it just leads you to a weird string of words and a reddit post uh that says this is what the qr code in the game says yeah i found the reddit post i imagined at some point it It had a website yeah and it just has expired yeah that was would have been my guess too um and yeah i guess that we've hit everything else and i didn't even realize it oh my notes my god Oh, except for the very top note, which I almost forgot to a mention. Classic top note. Um, a classic top note. Um, but uh, this game has a couple of graphic design jokes in it, which I thought was kind of weird. Uh, there is like on the desk of the Russian whatever uh, building in the first mission. Uh, it says, like, typesetter fired is the headline, and mm-hmm. it's like in Comic Sans or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah which yeah. I thought was kind of funny, and then. In the Blade Runner level, 
you walk up to one of the women on the street, like the, he's like in the geisha makeup. Yeah. And she says it's inappropriate to ask women about their font weight. Which doesn't really make any sense, but like it is like a typography joke. Right. Um, and yeah, like it's weird because like when I saw the logo of the game, it says jazz punk, and then I think it might say like director's cut, or it says something underneath. Yeah, it. it's this is like an updated version. Yeah, and it's in like a very like brush script esque script font, and I'm like, that's such a bad font choice. So right. it was weird that I already had that on the brain, <laughs> and then it made those jokes. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's funny. The um, yeah, it uses like the the beginner's guide font. Yeah, kind of. It's just no, that. it's worse than that one. It's it's, it's worse. Brush script is kind of like like a Comic Sans or a Papyrus, where it's like a like it's a font that people it's like been overused and it feels it's like kind of tacky to use it. Yeah, and it isn't brush script exactly. It does look like it's a customized font, mm-hmm. but it's still too close in my opinion. It looks <laughs> it just looks bad. I think. They should make a director's director's cut where they just change just the font. change the font of the word director's cut. That would be funny. Would be funny. Uh, yeah, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, there being this sort of like, like I mentioned at the very outset, like this technology and specifically this mistrust of technology theme. Because there's a lot of. Uh, there are a lot of just jokes about computers and programming. Uh, actually, less about programming, more just about, like, the literal architecture of computing. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the game, there are several characters who are very explicitly robots, even though I think there's sort of an implication that everyone is robotic in some way. Uh, and so, I think, yeah, when they say, like, the font weight or whatever, they're mm-hmm. probably referring to, like, sort of the the internal code or whatever would would have theoretically would have a font weight Mm -hmm. but who knows uh (laughs) and one other thing that i also missed on my notes (laughs) because i don't know you have like five notes i know you missed two of them somehow (laughs) um is that i think the director like all the gags to deal with him are very obvious ones but i found them all to be pretty funny Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's this, I think this is enhanced by being delayed. I think it's before the second mission, it cuts to him, and he's got his feet up on the desk, but because <laughs> this game is this game, it's just a pair of shoes mm-hmm. on the desk, <laughs> like, to give, like, the impression that he has his feet up. Uh, I thought that was really funny, and then he does the, the like, I'm walking down the stairs joke. Yeah. And both times he's in a different position if you look behind the desk, which I thought was funny. Yeah, because he ends up The just... first one he's just sleeping, and then the <laughs> second one he's, like, weirdly, like, at a weird angle. Yeah, he's, like, splayed <laughs> he's out. He's, like, shoved in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was... Because, like, the imagine... Like, the, the thing that it makes you imagine in, with the wine cellar joke is that after he walks down the stairs... Mm-hmm, he'll be gone. That he'll be gone. The, the joke is, he actually did do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that it, it has this like remnant element of reality, where he actually can't just walk straight through <laughs> a floor, he just is napping under his desk, is very funny. Uh, yeah, it cracked me up. Good shit right there. Yeah. Absolutely. Do we have Swing Wing Thoughts? My swing wing thoughts are, uh, this is 
I feel like such a classic Us game. Yeah. Uh, I kind of can't believe we hadn't played it already. Uh, it's it's very weird. I think as we were getting at uh, earlier in the episode, um, it has this kind of early 3D indie game. Like, I don't know if it's a freshman effort but um, for this developer, but like it kind of has that feel... Um, and I feel like it, it, and if that is the case, it feels like a really promising start. I want to look into like what other games that, um, Necrophone. Necrophone has made or any of the people who worked there or on this game. Um, so I feel like it's got a lot of potential. Um, I, I compared it to like We Happy Few and to something else that I don't remember now. Uh, but it reminded me of a few games. So like, I feel like it's got some cool ideas. Uh, and yeah, it genuinely very funny. It made me laugh out loud in a few parts. Um, and it's got a lot of quirky, interesting little gags and, uh, things that are easy to miss, (laughs) uh, as we found out, just kind of packed into its little world. Uh, it's very dense and yeah, it's, it's just the kind of like weird, indie game on steam that i feel like you know like five or so years ago i was like really hungry for (laughs) uh i i wanted to play a game like this uh fairly often and back then and it definitely i think scratches that kind of itch if you relate to that at all um so yeah i enjoyed my time with this um it's a little uneven and it never like raises it rises to heights where I would say it's like a great game or anything, but it is like a cool, fun little uh, little game. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that mostly. I, I most of the game feels that way to me, like one of those older games. Uh, and when I say older games, they weren't old at the time, but those like unusual games that are built. At an, on an experimental basis, something that is just, what can we do with this and see what happens? Uh, and th- this game does a really good job of, of subverting your expectations uh, in what you think is going to go on. And I really like it because of that. I, I think that games have progressed enough now that I expect a little bit more from a game of this style. Uh, but given what was possible at the time, I am still pretty impressed with this. So overall, I think it is a good game. I think that the humor feels a little bit dated, but not so much that if you play it today that you won't get it or like, it won't be funny still. It just, you'll just notice that it's uh it's not necessarily poking fun of things that are currently cool to make fun of. Uh, so that's pretty much all I got. Hey. Other than I should note, I did I think this the very first time that we put together a list of games for Pocket when we were like we're going to do this little sub show in between so that JJ doesn't have to travel as much. Uh-huh. Uh and so if you want to imagine he's just moved even further away. <laughs> it takes him a really long time to get here and he always travels by train. Uh-huh. Uh uh, I put Jazz Punk on that list because I was like, "This I've owned it forever. 
somebody recommended it to me. The fact that I couldn't find three free hours at any point in the ensuing <laughs> yeah. five years is weird. Yeah. But the, It just feels like the odds that we never played this like all the times like we hung out and look we're looking for a short weird game yeah it seems like just all near impossible <laughs> and yet here we are <laughs> playing yet, it for the first time and yet here we are uh and here we will be again next time thank you for listening to no clip pocket this week what are we talking about next time next time we're going to be talking about perfect tides yep uh and Perfect Tides is a point-and-click, uh, a classic point-and-click revival throwback um, that I heard about from a YouTuber that I like, um, and it seemed interesting. It, it supposedly has a good narrative and has, like, branching paths and all those buzzword things about games, but it's supposed to be good, and it caught my attention, so I put it on the list. All right. I was debating whether or not I wanted to say Perfect Dark. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah, but we're not going to be talking about that yet. Uh, until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com uh, or on splattershot.pro. There you can find uh, our email address, our Twitter account, our YouTube channel, and you can listen to one of our old episodes, uh, like the one that we did on Only If or... Uh, really a bunch of, of like little indie weird games, but not, not quite on this level. I mm-hmm. want to say, um, I don't know. Uh, Harvester. Harvester also came to my mind. Yeah. West of Loathing. Yeah. Shadows Over Loathing for funny hahas. The Cat Lady. I don't know. <laughs> that game's hilarious. I'm just trying to think of like weird experimental games. Yeah, I agree. Um, take your like button pills to subscribe to the channel. <laughs> take this briefcase and make the drop off and exchange it for the like button. Oh, there it is. I also kind of found myself, random thought, uh, seeing that coming from a mile away <laughs> as soon as that girl said hi to me. Yeah. Uh, that my drink was going to be poisoned. It almost kind of wished that it let you not drink it, like it gave you the control, but like it's not that kind of game. Nah, it does not have much player Yeah, choice. it's not an immersive sim. That would be the wildest version of this game. Deus Ex Jazz Punk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just what it's called. Yeah. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs>